Hi, this is Tina. And this is Erica. And we are A92A. A92A stands for ages nine to adult. That's how long we've been on this journey together as friends. 92 is also our high school graduation year. And ages nine to adult is a nod to the board game Life, which we rockified as kids in order to live out our rock and roll fantasies. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of rock and roll fantasies, we're going to talk a little bit about one of ours yeah. in a little bit. It's kind bit. of like a current rock and roll fantasy. It is. We're going to manifest it, too. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. But first of all, what we're really talking about today um, is Sirius XM. Sirius XM. Uh, I sometimes wonder how I lived without Sirius XM, to be honest with you. When I think about radio um, and how we used to consume radio back in the 80s and 90s, like I, I am so overjoyed that something like Sirius XM exists because I love to be able to listen to nothing but the music I want nonstop, most of the times commercial free. Like it's just fabulous. I love Sirius XM. I couldn't agree more. And I don't know if that makes us sound like old funny daddy asshole people or like it also does prevent us from like exploring and, and discovering a lot of probably newer music yeah. because we're. Although, you know, I use Sirius XM for that. Sometimes I'll just turn on like the hits one station or whatever it is. And I'll just listen to that for a while until I can no longer tolerate it. Um, just I to know. try to like get myself acclimated to some of the newer stuff that's out there. So really like it's good for that as well. There's so many different channels on Sirius XM that you can really dabble yeah. for a little while in different areas that you wouldn't normally listen to. I agree. I try the hits every now and then too. And I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, I don't stay there long. I don't stay there long. So what channels do you listen to the most? Okay. So the channel that I listen to the most without a doubt is hair nation. I love hair nation. Hair nation is my happy channel. Like whenever I'm feeling like I need an attitude adjustment or an emotional makeover of some sort, I turn on hair nation. I mean, truly it is music that makes me happy. It takes me back to a time in life when Obviously, things were much more carefree. You had so many fewer things to worry about and concern yourself with. But it is good mood music for me. Um, it's summer music. Like, it, it just reminds me of being, like, super uninhibited and young and having a great time. So I'll turn on Hair Nation frequently. Yeah, I do, too. It's, it's probably the channel I listen to the most as well. It's almost always on in my car, especially there's something about driving. By the way, I'm so glad, like I bought my car a few years ago and it came with Sirius XM. I think they do that a lot now yes. where your new car comes. Yeah, probably, and it's yeah. like a free, probably, yeah. yeah, it's like a free trial or whatever. And then I'm like, I, of course I'm now I'm fucking addicted, addicted to it. There's no way I'm going to not re up this subscription, like after 90 days or whatever. Yeah. So yes, I've always, yeah. Always had Sirius XM and and I listen to it in my car and Hair Nation is almost always on, especially on Thursdays when we drop our episodes. Mm. I totally mm. drive into work listening to Hair Nation and just like bopping my head and thinking like, yeah, we're all about 80s metal. That's our thing. Today's podcast day. Like I get really... <laughs> I do that too. Like I listen to Hair Nation almost as like a research tool. Um, you know, sometimes if we're getting ready to record an episode and I need to get myself in that mind space or um, if I'm just listening to it and sometimes they'll have like little interview clips or, you know, Tom Kiefer is talking about why he wrote this song in between, you know, tunes. Like I love using information like that uh, for some of the podcast episodes because it's it's current 
And, and I love still listening from, I love hearing from these guys and, and listening yeah. to them talk about why they, they've written the music that they have or what they love about performing a certain song. So it's great from a podcast perspective for sure. But Tina, there's a shitload of other serious X. Well, I shouldn't say there's a yeah. shitload. There's a couple of other serious, uh, okay. stations that I listen to. Number one, first and foremost being the bridge. The bridge is yeah. by far, um, the one that I listen to the most, like if I'm driving or if I'm on road trips, I love the fact that there's hardly ever a repeating song. Um, I love the fact that there are no commercials and I just love the sort of like chill, like, you know, soft rock sort of vibe that the bridge has going on. Um, That's by far one of my favorite XM channels as well. So what else do you listen to besides hair nation? I also listen to the bridge. Mm. It's so funny. Now, now I'm curious to see if, Sirius does like analysis of their demographics to see, oh, if, if somebody listens to this, yeah. well, what else will they listen to? Because the bridge is very popular mm-hmm. um, for me as well. Um, as is Yacht Rock Radio. Oh, yeah. Which there's a little bit of a crossover there mm-hmm. in terms of some of the stuff that's played on both. You know, you're going to get Christopher Cross on both probably. Um, a little Gordon Lightfoot on both. But um, so those two channels I love mostly when we're hanging out in the pool here at the house, uh, we've got yacht rock on or something like that. And love that's, yacht kind rock. Of our, that's our summer vibe for the, mm-hmm. for a pool day. Love sure. yacht rock. And yeah, it, it, it's similar to the bridge, but it's a little different. It is a little bit more. Um, it's almost got like a little bit more of like a disco element to it. I don't know how yeah. to describe it, but um, it definitely has a little bit more of a kick or a flare than the bridge. Um, and I listen to 80s on 8 a lot. You know, I mean, that's again, that's kind of like good mood music for me where if I want to kind of go back to a time in life when things were a little bit more fun and carefree, that's eighties for me. So, and that's good research for the podcast sometimes too, because they'll play a lot of our hair nation bands on eighties on eight, of course. Um, And then it's also fun to remember like what else they were playing at the same time. So I, I like eighties on eight, just kind of like a trip down memory lane. I do too. And that's, that's probably going to be more of like my Memorial day party weekend Mm. at the house kind of. Um, I like 70s on 7 too. Me too. If I'm, oh, um, but I also like the channel Pop Rocks. I don't know if you listen mm-hmm. to Pop Rocks. Sometimes. It like, yeah, it's like 90s and 2000s. And some of those hits, like, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like people get made fun of for liking a lot of those hits, mm-hmm. but I like a lot of those hits. I'm really sorry. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm super cool with Nickelback. Like, I know, oh, I like, I'm not even, you know, like, whatever. But I feel like uh, that station probably yeah. plays the type of rock that we would associate most closely with 80s metal. You know, like it, it really does play like that pop rock kind of vibe. Because let's face it, when we were listening to 80s metal, I mean, it was crossover. It was the pop music of the time. Yes, it was rock, yeah. um, you know, and it wasn't like Flock of Seagulls, but it it was the popular music. And so there is a lot of crossover there. Yeah. And it was, I mean, there was some really good stuff in the nineties, like that kind of nineties rock vibe, that matchbox 20 lit kind of, you know, yeah. vibe of things. It's I not, like it. it's not like my it. favorite. I, I remember liking some of that when I was living in the nineties, but like going right. back to it now, it's not <laughs> as interesting to me for some reason. And to be honest with you, right. I remember when we moved into the two thousands, um, thinking to myself, this is the worst fucking music that's ever been known to man like some of that stuff 
stuff in like the late 90s yeah. getting into like the early 2000s I remember thinking even at the time like what in the hell has happened to the music business at this point so um and and honestly in some ways I've never really recovered from that certainly there's been some great music I'm not trying to say yeah. that there hasn't been new music that's been really phenomenal because there has but I I go back to the stuff that I love and I think probably maybe that's one of my faults but I do love the uh, I love the music as in people playing instruments which I don't think you hear as much anymore uh and yeah. and i like just the rawness of it um i think that some of that is lacking in what's produced today because it's so studio focused it's so um over the top in terms of toning and the way they manipulate sounds and voices and whatnot that i don't feel like i'm getting like a true raw music experience but um i don't mean to sound old and like a fuddy-duddy when i say that because i kind of feel like that's <laughs> that's how it comes off but you know what i mean you get it I do. I totally get it. Um, I check the Sirius XM channel guide every now and then because there's so many mm. channels and then there are special channels and, and like, Hey, we're doing this, you know, temporary Billy Joel channel or whatever that is. So I check the cal the schedule every once in a while to see what's out there. But those are really the ones that I've listened to the most. Right. Um, but hair net hair nation is really, really a, a special destination channel for me, mm. for you, obviously. Mm -hmm. We do a podcast on 80s metal. That is literally our channel. I even forgive them for using hair in the title because, you know, we had conversations about whether or not we were going to use the word hair in our podcast. And we don't, you know, for many reasons, but it, it, I'm, I'm not super offended by the fact that they've named this channel Hair Nation. I get it. And it does very succinctly sum up what type of music they're talking about because it is such a commonly used term. And you're right, we decided we did not want to refer to hair in any way when we were talking about this music, but I get why they did. And certainly it does allow the listener to know right away what they're going to hear when they turn on that channel. So I, I totally get it. Now, this is where I'm going to get a little more critical as well, not just the hair thing, but like we started this podcast. Well, you pitched this podcast idea to me because you felt very strongly there was no female perspective out there. No. There was no narration for this genre that everything was very male driven. There was a voice that was missing. And this Hair Nation is a really, really prime example of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it couldn't be more obvious when you talk about the on-air talent associated with the Hair Nation channel. It is... Eddie, Keith, Darren, Mark, Luke, and Tommy. Like, do you see a pattern here? There is no, <laughs> there's no female voice on this channel. I think like, and as this genre has like gotten more historic in nature, it's become more male focused. Like as we've moved away from like the heyday of the eighties, when you had all these live shows and, and people like losing their minds over these bands. And we've gotten into the nineties, the two thousands, where we are today in the 2020s, I, it's become like this male genre, but that's not accurate. There are tons of women who love this type of music, who love the bands, who still like to listen to it. I don't know what the demo is for Hair Nation in terms of the, the radio channel, but I have to guess that there are tons of women that also listen to, to, to Hair Nation. And it's because they love the music. They still love the music. Yeah. Um, I think you're, I think you're spot on. I want to talk a little bit about the talent, but then I think what we need to do is really convince everybody who's listening right here that you and I 
really need to be on air talent uh, on yeah. SiriusXM. Yeah. Air Nation channel, duh. It's why we started this podcast. It has to it happen. Is. It is. Um, so if you listen to Hair Nation, you will hear Eddie Trunk mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie Trunk is, of course, a godfather of journalism and and sort of hosting in this space. He's really kind of the OG um, guy in this world. He came out of the East Coast 80s metal scene, uh, became a fan, started writing reviews. He actually became a record exec at Megaforce. They had signed Anthrax and Metallica, and he started doing radio. Like, he's a really long career doing this kind of stuff. And now he's, you know, he's got Trunk Nation. He's got Eddie Trunk Live. Um, you know, he's all, he's still all over this space and still hosting festivals and shows and events and all that kind of stuff. But can um, I tell you something? And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way at all. Until I heard him on Hair Nation, I didn't really know who he was. And I think it's because, like, you and I didn't live on the East Coast. <laughs> um, and if you weren't part of MTV, like I didn't really connect a lot of journalists or, you know, people working in the industry with the music unless they were on MTV. Because that was like right. my conduit to information right. about this scene, to the business side of it, to the news about it. So I didn't really know who Eddie Trunk was until way later in life and then learned more about him. And he's got, obviously, like you said, great credentials. But it's just interesting that I didn't really know who he was at all. I I don't really think I did either. But again, there was that kind of time period of like, well, if we're, if we're not listening to a particular radio show, he's on or something right. like, you know, MTV is gone and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like he would have been on MTV at some point um, had that continued. But I don't know. You're right. Um, and I like Eddie Trunk. I mean, he's fine to me. He's he is knowledgeable. He's always sharing, you know, oh, I saw these guys back in the blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, mm-hmm. you know, all of the talent have their stories about how they interact with the bands. He, at least he is, he's pretty legit in the fact that he did grow up with a lot of the bands and, and right. was writing about them, you know, before they were even signed or when they were still on the club circuits and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think he's a pretty legit, you know, talent for, for the channel. Uh, of course he's, he belongs there for sure. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. No, no, poo-pooing anybody who's on this channel at all um eddie trunk certainly belongs there um keith roth is actually a, a musician so he's you know he's legit too he's recorded and toured with bands like the ramones and skid row and runaways and new york dolls bon joey skid row so he's got legitimacy mm-hmm. um in this in this world as well um i like his shows i'm okay with keith roth mm-hmm. i mean i guess <laughs> you guys sensing a pattern it's just like mm-hmm. He's another dude. dude. Yeah. Another another dude voice, Mm -hmm. you know, in this world. Um, the you know, I'm okay with. Do you have any thoughts on Keith or Eddie? (laughs) No, right. (laughs) Not really. I mean, this is this is tough, guys. Um, Darren Silva is uh from San Luis Obispo. Dangerous Darren. Is this dangerous Darren? Dangerous Darren. Yeah. He started as a DJ. Then he moved to LA. He was on KNAC uh, as Dangerous Darren um, for many years. And he's, he, he actually went to Dallas um, for a while and was on the, the Eagle there. And um, okay. I used to listen to the Eagle all the time. I would love to know what years that was because I wonder if I ever listened. I'm sure you can look that up on the Google. Yeah. Um, but he was there and he was, uh, he also ended up on radio Disney. He's LA based now. And he's, he does some, uh, work with, uh, hair nation, but again, again, dangerous Darren. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another dude. 
<laughs> okay, Mark Striegel is kind of an interesting one to me. He spent his career as a TV producer, writer, editor. He started at MTV okay. in the 90s. Okay. Um, he also worked at Fuse TV, Sci-Fi Channel, VH1 Classic, and A&E. He's a newer addition to Sirius XM. And when I say newer, I think he joined in 2022, mm. which leads me to believe they were fucking hiring. <laughs> and didn't hire and they chose under. another dude. He didn't even ask us to apply. I can't even believe it. But Mark, I don't know that Mark does a ton of stuff on there. I don't know if he has a lot of shows or hours or whatever. I haven't heard um, a lot from Mark. I think he does some events okay. stuff or special events stuff or something. Right. I'm not really sure. Um, now, Luke Carl, I kind of dig because Luke mm-hmm. is our Nebraska yeah. brother. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, he's also famously known as Lady Gaga's ex boyfriend. He's mm-hmm. the cool Nebraska guy in mm-hmm. the song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's a promoter, he's a bartender, he's a musician, writer. He's kind of a hyphenate, you know, as we call him out here in LA. Um, I like Luke. I think we would all be friends, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Because sometimes I'll listen to Luke, and if it's football season, like he'll be referencing the Nebraska Cornhuskers, which of course everyone in Nebraska is a huge Husker fan. So I, I do love listening to Luke whenever he's on. I think we just do have that Nebraska connection. So yeah, he's yeah. he's out of all of them, I'd say he's probably my guy. He's my favorite for sure. Yeah. Plus, I think he still bartends. I think he still Sweet. does like cool shit like that. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Um, we, by the way, we didn't really mention this, but the Sirius XM on air talent doesn't really make a ton of money unless you're, unless you're like really, really one of the big ones or something. Right. But I, I think I read somewhere a while back, like the average, um, you know, DJ or whatever they, they're called, uh, makes maybe like 50 or 60 grand a year or yeah. something. So it really is a kind of a side hustle for a lot of people. Right. Um, it's a, you know, a part-time thing right. or whatever. Um, and then lastly, we have Tommy London, who's also a performer. He's a front man of the Dirty Pearls, which is a New York okay. band. He calls himself a vocalizer, a socializer, and a DJ hypnotizer. Tommy's wild. His 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 on-air persona is a little like, can grate on my nerves a little bit. Well, because it seems forced. Like there's something about his tonality and, you know, just like how he talks to the audience that seems very scripted and rehearsed and almost like if I were going to talk about this music, this is how I would do it. And then it's like a caricature of that. Um, Although I watch his social media, he seems like a cool guy, like, you know, no, no issues with him really, but he's probably one of my least favorites only because I feel like his delivery is just like a little less genuine or something. I don't know what it is. It feels more staged than some of the others. Yeah. Like he's putting on a voice, yeah. like he's putting it on a little bit. Yeah. Which I guess maybe you do that for radio yeah, if you I don't that's know. your character. Look, we're not radio professionals. We don't know what the hell we're doing, but you know. But we could be, which is our next kind of piece of this episode. So I mean, come on. Like it's it's I mean, first of all, like not only is there really a lack of diversity just in ethnicity and age, even like there's no female voice on on Hair Nation. That's ridiculous. Yeah. This is music that was targeted toward women, involved women, objectified women, included women. Women perform this music as well. Um, we need a little bit more representation, and we need to be able to tell a story. So Eric and I put together, you know, a list of really, really compelling reasons as to why she and I should be hired as on-air talent, specifically for Hair Nation on Sirius XM. I mean, it's a good list, Tina. I'm not going to lie. This is, this is compelling. This is compelling. Do you want to start? There are no particular order, by the way. I did not, it was not a countdown, but yeah. Do you want to, yes, I'll start. start? So, so the number, 
one reason that we'll toss out here is that you and I have such a great backstory. We've been friends for 40 years. We grew up together in a small Midwestern town. We loved this music. Um, I think it's a story that many people can relate to. Obviously, A lot of people grew up in the big cities, but a shitload of people did not. So many people grew up in more rural environments or small towns without tons of immediate access to shows and artists. And that is our story. We're part of that culture. And that, um, you know, we thought this music was the biggest thing ever. And I think that's why bands really, even back in the 80s and 90s, loved touring in the Midwest and still do, because the fan base there is just a little bit more excited to see them because we never had access to a lot of this stuff growing up. So I think the fact that we're longtime friends, 40 plus years, childhood besties, and now we're doing this podcast, it's all about this music and growing up in a small Midwestern town. I mean, it's such a gold kind of like story to relate to. And so many people I think could, could, could relate it's a no it's a no-brainer i mean this would make good tv it's not you know all we're asking is for you know a few hours a month of a show but (laughs) i do think that like kids in the midwest in the 80s during this genre you you it meant something different to you Mm, yeah small town you know um and I, I'd have to think, and like you said, that it's really hard to find demographic information, especially on the specific channels, but come on, you've got to have a shit ton of listeners in the Midwest and South, these small towns, oh, yeah. um, you know, no we can doubt. speak directly, directly to this crowd and, and what it means and, and, and how this music makes us feel. So yeah, I, that, that's a, I think that's a big one and that shouldn't be overlooked. You yeah. Know? I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Here's, here's our second uh, pitch. Eric and I have been recording as a duo for almost 40 years. Now you might think that sounds like insane. There's no way because this podcast is only like a year and a half old and we do a weekly episode, but you put, you guys don't know, we're going to have an episode about this in the future. Um, Erica and I used to record ourselves on a boom box when we were in like elementary school, like middle school, I'd say middle school and junior high, Mm -hmm. we would set up the boom box in the basement and just hit record. And you can hear us talk all about eighties metal. I'm not even joking. Mm -hmm. We will break out into song. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, we are fawning over Bon Jovi, Mm -hmm. um, talking about Motley Crue, talking about becoming rock stars. That's what we wanted to do back then. Um, we sing together. We can even harmonize. It's not as good as like Nelson, but it's close. We can harmonize. If you ever need us to do a jingle or something on air uh, for hair name. But I'm telling you, we've been doing this forever and ever and ever. We were talking to somebody the other day about this, that we used to do this. And we don't even know why, but I think we manifested our own destiny. Yeah. I mean, we really are OG podcasters because we. this is what we would do for entertainment. We love to record ourselves talking and then like play it back. And, you know, it was so funny, Tina, because I remember a couple of times we brought like a friend in with us and they were just like so lame like they didn't know like how to interact what to say they kind of sat over in the corner and giggled it's like what are you doing like we're, we're having a conversation about these things like we're talking we're talking about real things um uh, we really have been like doing this for 40 years and again like you said we didn't really even know why we were doing it but i think we know now yeah. it, it was to I audition think- for serious xm <laughs> 
absolutely. We can provide those tapes. I'll have to scrub them a little bit. I think there's some weird shit on there, but you know, we can provide some clips, some audio clips and, uh, and show you what we've been doing for, for our entire lives together as friends. Yeah. So insane. Okay. I'm going to throw another one out. So we have over 80 episodes at this point, Tina, which I, I, I just am finding a hard time believing, but it's true. 80 episodes of us talking about this genre of music. Um, and you know, with a couple of exceptions, like we just did an episode talking about our holiday break, but for the most part, this is a topical podcast. We talk about real topics related to 80s metal. We talk about things that were relevant back in the 80s. We talk about things that are relevant now. Um, We speak to them intelligently. We do interviews with uh, a lot of folks that are part of this genre. Um, And we do our research. We're obviously opinionated in terms of what we liked and what we didn't like. But it's interesting to listen to us talk about these things just because we are such fans and and we do dive into some pretty random topics. I mean, we did one about 80s and weather. I mean, where else are you going to find that type of content? I ask you. <laughs> you're not you're going to find it here with uh Tina and Erica of Ages 9 to Adult. Um I mean, it's really pretty unreal that we've done this and that we are really not really, you know, running out of things to talk about, which is insane, but that is insane. It's important. It's important. We don't just meander and talk bullshit and like, Oh, I heard this song the other day. Like we are really exploring important topics and relating them and talking about their evolution of them and all that good stuff. I have a journalism degree. I mean, it's in print journalism, but whatever. Like I can interview people. We, we do that well. Um, it's, I think it's a compelling topical podcast. And it, that I think I think that gives us legitimacy in this space to be on air hosts. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Okay. All right. This next pitch. Eric and I are nearing 50 at the Which I can't even believe, time. but it's true. We are nearing 50. It's crazy. So really, radio is perfect for us because <laughs> we are getting old. I'm <laughs> totally kidding. I'm, I'm actually kidding. This one is a joke because Eric and I, although nearing 50, are super hot babes. <laughs> and while Hair Nation is mostly an auditory, you know, career, we can represent this brand really well visually, you know, hosting events or doing promos or showing up for things or just being good representatives. And let's face it, you need a little diversity in your representation. So um, Eric and I can do it. We can be on camera. We can, you know, be in pictures. We take photo shoots all the time. Anytime we get together, we do a photo shoot or two. Um, we're comfortable with it. We're used to it. And we're going to look really super hot for your brand. That's right. That's right. And by the way, our age kind of plays in our favor because we're kind of on the younger end of the 80s metal spectrum in terms of age. Like we're old enough to remember the music as an integral part of growing up, but we were also like not old enough to like really participate. So we're kind of like on the the the, the younger edge of this demographic. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that that's also appealing to people, right? I mean, because there were a lot of people that loved it growing up and were in there like their early teens or 12, 13, 14 years old, like we were. So um, I, I, I definitely think our age is a plus. It's definitely not a detriment. It's a plus. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All now right. this is a big one, Tina. We have been talking about this all the time. Sirius XM, you need some female energy on this Hair Nation channel. You you just absolutely do. Um, I feel like, you know, Tina, Backstage with Vixen, we had this conversation with Cher Ross, and she was like, yeah, 
Who wants to continue to listen to all these dudes talk about this music? Cher Ross, of course, is the bass player for Vixen. We're tired of only listening to dudes. Women love this music too. And again, I've said it a million times. I 1000% believe that women were responsible for catapulting this music to its ultimate height of popularity. Tina, I think we're a different type of female. Also, sometimes there's a stereotype about what sort of people listen to 80s metal, especially when it comes to women. Um, but I don't know that we would obviously fit into that stereotype. Um, neither one of us has tattoos, for God's sake. But there are more women like us out there who are fans and who love to hear more about the rock stars they grew up with. I agree. And I think there's a fear of even asking women to participate in these conversations because they're a little bit worried about how this genre used to treat women or Jew sure. women, or, you know, you give all these Motley Crue stories about, you know, and there's a little, we're a little loose and goosey with uh, consent and things like that. Right. Um, we are not hung up on that as women. We um, of course are, you know, are, are feminists. We of course want equality and all those things, but we understand the evolution of time. So we're not really hung up on that we're not wanting to come in and bash this genre. We really want to celebrate it alongside all of the guys that are, that are your talent right now, but we have a different voice and a different perspective. And, and we want to talk about different things as it relates to this music. So, yeah. And there are other women like us that would relate to what we have to say. And I think that's a super important yeah. point. Exactly. Okay. Next. This is an important one people <laughs> because we've heard rumors about some of the other hosts and things like that. Fucking rock stars love us. They do. Like, they do. They do. They do. Everybody that we have interviewed, interacted with, they love what we're trying to do. They love us. They um, they participate in the interviews. They are patient with us, even when we're kind of fucking up. Um, they when we interview them, they then follow us. They comment on our posts. They like our posts. They even message us privately. I mean, we did we did an interview with John Karabi. He didn't want to hang up. He was like. Oh, I kind of scheduled the whole day for you guys in case you wanted to, you know, go longer. We were, I mean, not kind of weird, but um, John Karabi loved us. You know, we we met with the ladies of Vixen. They thought we were really cool. They interact with us all the time on social, and they're like the coolest women ever. So it's important. We're, I think, a likable duo that can really get, you know, have good interviews and have good interaction and create good content. Look, I think it's one of the most important parts of being an interviewer is developing some sort of trust and, you know, rapport with the person that you're interviewing. Uh, these guys do a ton of interviews. You know, it's like they've they've been doing interviews for 40 years. You know, they're 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 kind of in some ways probably burned out on interviews. But, you know, I think we're a different uh, we're different than what they're used to in terms of the interviewer, um, you know, and and I think they relate to us really well. I mean, Tina's absolutely right. I mean, we uh, we absolutely get along so well with so many of these people that we interview. They like us. They want to talk to us. And they're super friendly and we get great interviews as a result. So that's a big piece of it. Yep. Okay. Agreed. So next one, we fit your demographic. At least we think we do. Um, and Tina and I have both looked, we can't find a demographic for hair nation. Um, our listeners are 55% male, 45% female median age of 44 and 82% own their own home. Most are six figure earners you know these are like these are the people that are still listening to this music we're not children well, we're not you know we are adults and we're educated and we we yeah. make money and that's who listens to our podcast 
Yeah. Sorry to clarify. Those were kind of my notes, but yeah, those are Sirius XM listeners. So that that's the demographic of the entirety of Sirius XM. That is totally our wheelhouse. It's that totally is our, our audience. Wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, because that is really us, um, to be honest. So, uh, wh- I think we represent, you know, the hair nation demographic perfectly well. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. We have geographic reach. Mm. And by that, I mean, if you need somebody to drop something and go host a thing in the Midwest, Erica is your person. Um, if there's stuff going out in LA, I'm here. So she and I are covering a good chunk of the country, for things, but we represent a good chunk of the country. We're both Midwesterners, you know, uh, growing up, but I'm out here now. She's in the middle of the country. We have a voice that I think speaks to a lot of people. I think we just have, you know, we, we, we have you, we can cover you minimal travel. We stay at each other's houses. If you need us together, it's all good. <laughs> We're like cheap. we can do this. We're super cheap. We're cheap. Uh, We're totally cheap. No, I mean, and I think you and I are very mobile. So, you know, I'm in LA yeah. quite a bit. You come, you know, I think you're, you're coming to Omaha this, this summer for, for the stadium yeah. tour again. So, I mean, we're very mobile. Um, I have a child, but you know, he's older now. So I, I, yeah. I have a freedom I never had before. So yes, absolutely. Great point. Okay. Um, here's another one. You don't have to feel guilty if it doesn't work out because we have jobs. So, so it's not like we're really relying on you to pay all of our bills. Um, you know, but at the same time, I mean, I, I just can't stress enough how much I think that this is such a good fit. And, and yes, we wouldn't be relying on Sirius XM to pay all of our bills because we are professional women with careers, but you know, it would be a fantastic little side hustle. It would. Um, it'd be like just, you know, extra money for like makeup and trips. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think like it's, I mean, we have day jobs. We've developed really great careers. I think this is also why we can represent well. Um, we've worked in business for a long time. We've worked in entertainment for a long time. Um, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I think we're super low risk. And I think it's worth taking the chance on us, you know, for sure. Yes, SiriusXM, take the chance. Take the chance chance um uh lastly we have an amazing sign off uh we're branding that we're trademarking that it's all really good you know like ricky ragman has his like one foot in the gutter and one fist in the clouds or whatever that his little saying we have a great little saying at the end we created the iconic 80s metal sign off keep ratting those bangs and banging those heads like that like how Cool is that? Come on. Don't you want to hear that? You can literally close every single episode with keep ratting those bangs and banging those heads. I mean, that's made for SiriusXM's Hair Nation. And Tina, by the way, you and I have done tons of countdowns, which is where I think we can fit in just so nicely on SiriusXM's Hair Nation is with countdowns, like special Labor Day countdowns and special um, heading into the holidays countdowns. And, you know, you and I are specialties at countdowns. So, um, yes, absolutely. The trademark... Uh, wrapping it up with keep ratting those bangs and banging those heads is key um, as is just our great content. I mean, we've got a lot of things to share. Yeah. Listen, um, Sirius XM, we're really super passionate about this genre. Obviously we have a ton of topical episodes about it. We talk about it a lot. We're well, um, res- we're gaining respect actually in this genre as we interview more and more people. Um, you need us because your panel really d- He's not representing, I think, the fan base of this music. And I think we can help you do that. So this is a no-brainer. All right? Like no brainer. Let's, let's make this happen. Okay. 
Um, we're going to ask our listeners for help then. Uh, first of all, what do you guys think of, you know, SiriusXM's Hair Nation channel? What are your thoughts on that? And what would you think about hearing us on it? Like, you, do you know anybody in SiriusXM? Do you meet, I want you to put it out there on our social and, you know, interact and engage with us and talk about why we should be on SiriusXM's Hair Nation channel as on-air talent. You can follow us and interact with us at www.a92a.life on Instagram at a92a underscore life or find our Facebook page a92a and until then sign oh. up guys keep ratting those bangs and banging those heads and we hope to see you on Hair Nation yeah soon see ya see ya <laughs> <laughs>